Good afternoon. Good afternoon, church, and thank you for being here again. All of you who support us, all of you visitors, all of you people who are here because you love the Word of God, we thank you for being here. This is another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and as I stated before, I am delighted and I am grateful that you chose to worship with us. Now, without any further ado, let's move forward with the Word of God. Um, there's something uh, on my heart. I just want to talk with you uh, mainly today. I don't want to be preachy. I don't want to, you know, uh, try to, I guess, you know, come at you in a demonstrative way. But I just really want to uh, just just minister the word of God. I just want to share truths with you. And hopefully you can hear them and the spirit of God will bear witness with them. And it will cause you to see something maybe you haven't seen before. Uh, again, like I said, I'm just going to talk with you. Okay. Uh, we know that the future is unknown. Uh, we also know that the past is all too familiar. And the present, we, we see, according to Paul, through a glass darkly. Many times it's hard to make clear. Some of the things that are going on in our lives, you might have challenges with your career. You might have challenges with your mate. You might have challenges with your home, your health, and you might not have all the answers. You might not see it like it really is. And so what do we do? Many times we resort to living in the past. Why? Because it is all too familiar. That is our default mode. We go back to what we know. Uh, but, you know, this is this is something where this a past uh, victory that your mind continually takes you back and you replay it over and over because you like the way it makes you feel. You like what it meant in your life. Uh, it's a good feeling to remember good things or maybe it was a bad feeling. Maybe it was a bad experience, something that has happened in your life that has seen to cast a shadow, a cloud over your life, something that you relive pain, um, hurt, maybe even shame. Regardless to what it is, it needs to be left in the past. You can't, you can't, uh, um, unscramble an egg. You can't change spilt milk. Are you listening? Once it's spilled, you can only clean it up. Are you listening? When we hear to today, I want to talk to you, being that I brought this introduction up, breaking free from your past. Break, breaking free from your past. Now, Another default mode we go through is when you hear breaking free from your past, it initially brings the negativity aspect to it. Because we always think, if I got to break free from my past, um, I got to focus on these things that, you know, that, that haunt me. I got to, you know, break free from these things that have, have again, as I stated before, 
have hurt me or shamed me. And to break free from my past, it's like this shackle of negative vibe, negative things. But have you ever considered that there are good things in your life that you may have accomplished? Maybe you got a promotion. Maybe you got a raise. Maybe you accomplished something that was great in your past that maybe someone else in your family had never done before. Many times, those things still hold us as well. So we're going to put a little bit of spin on it today. We're not going to talk about just the things that are are the, the old, hurtful, painful things. And you should break free from those as well. But we're going to talk about the things that are good that have happened in your past that keep you from seeing something new. The things that, you know, have you ever been around and uh, and you see someone who was, uh, I guess, intoxicated and they have no hope for the future. And all they can do is talk about the things that they've done in their past, the memories that they have. And that's all they have to hold on to. Well, sometimes we get intoxicated with life. And the only thing you ever hear us talk about, discuss, or or even bring up is we live in the past. And these good things that we've done are holding us hostage, just like some of the old things. Where are you in your life right now? Have you just got a promotion? Or did you get one in your past? Have you uh, achieved... I guess, a debt-free status? Have you, uh, you know, accomplished uh, maybe an insurmountable odd and you can't let it go? <laughs> this is time for you to analyze, reevaluate, and see, am I being held hostage by some good things? Are you listening to what I'm saying? Am I being held hostage by some good things and let us choose to allow those things to loose its grip so we can see what God is trying to do in our future. Listen, the hardest thing to move on from is the things that we like. We can only let them go when we believe that there is something new in our future that's better than our past. Now, I want to read a scripture that and we've heard this forever, but I want to read the scripture and I want to analyze it a little bit. And let's kind of see us in Philippians, the third chapter. And let's see what Paul was referring to when he made statements uh, about our past. You know, he tells us to forget those things that are behind us. Let's see exactly what he's referring to. Philippians chapter 3. And let's read the scripture. And it starts in verse 3. And I'll just start reading here where it says, We are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he have uh, hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I the more. 
Then Paul began to give you his accolades, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, and as touching the law, he said, a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is of the law, blameless. Now, what he was saying is, is that if you look at my natural resume, there are none of you who are more perfect in the flesh than I have uh, displayed. And he went through them and he was talking about all of the good things. So what you got to understand, and let me move on because I, I want to make a point here. Verse 7. But he said, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I might win Christ. He said all of these natural accolades. I count them as dumb that I might for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. In other words, all of those natural things that we brag about. Paul said, when you uh, compare them with the excellency of my new life, I see them as dung, waste, manure. You get the picture. Are you listening? This is a man who had moved on from his old life. Are you listening? Let me uh, let me let me continue. Now, he just Paul had just listed all of his religious qualifications that, to the Jewish mind, were of supreme importance. This is the thing that they tipped their hat on. This is the thing that they basically felt like no one could, could, could outdo us if they were riding like this. And he knew that no one else could come to this superiority in the flesh. But he said, I count them done. Waste my whole life, my past accomplishments, all of the things that I did in the flesh no longer are superior to the excellency of the knowledge of my new life. You know, if you could get people to understand that, people would put more emphasis on their new life than their old life. People have confidence in the flesh. They have confidence in what they've done. But Paul is saying it is waste. It is dung. It is manure. What we have done compared to what we must do. Did you get that? Then he states, I consider them a loss. I consider them a loss because of the superior um, worth of knowing Christ in my new life. That's a powerful statement. It's here where most people believe that what they have known is greater than what they will ever know. So people hang on to it. People don't convert. They don't transition. That's the thing with 
with, 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 with Judas. Judas didn't complete his conversion because when he met Jesus, he thought Jesus was going to have an earthly kingdom and he despised the Roman Empire. And he thought that Jesus was going to contribute to him actually overthrowing the Roman kingdom. And when Jesus didn't do that, what did he do? Resorted back to his old life. And many of us, when we get discontented with what we thought Christianity was going to be, and we realize that God is expecting something out of us that was different than what we anticipated, we revert back to the confidence in the flesh, the life we used to live, the things we used to know. And that becomes our rule of thumb and our guide. You know, the problem with this is that the past begins to interfere with the future. It makes us reluctant to move in faith, which is the unknown of the future, and to lay hold on the promise so we become content with the memory. We don't lay hold on the promise. The promise is the life God has given us. We are content with memory. You can only, and this is a powerful statement, listen, you can only neutralize your past by living for your future. You can neutralize your future by living in the past. Did you get that? This is why Paul, having an understanding of a new life, he discarded his old life, and this is why he said, pray for us, for we have wronged no man. This is a man who persecuted the church. He said that, put Christians in jail, had them killed. But then he could have the audacity to say, pray for us for we have wronged no man. He said, Saul of Tarshish did that. Now, I am Paul the aged. And all of the things that was attributed to the old life, they are waste, they are dumb, they are history. We can learn something. We can learn something. You can only live in one dimension of time concurrently. This is why people, their marriage doesn't work or remarriage. This is why people have trouble with relationships. They don't work because they live in the past. They are viewing their new life, new marriage, new relationship in the eyes of their past hurts, memories, and knowledge. And what do they do? They repeat it. They repeat those things all over again. Uh, it's the same with jobs. This is why people lose so many jobs, because they go in a new job with an old hurt and an old disappointment. And they repeat the same thing that got them fired on the last job or made them discontent. And this is the same way people do with churches. You can hear people, and I've heard them say it when they come to us in a new environment. They always talk about the last church. And I try to discourage them from doing that because this is not the last church. This is a new church. 
This is a new mandate. This is something God is trying to reveal to you, new possibilities. But if all I hear you talk about is your old church, eventually you are going to try to size us up like your old church, and you're going to judge us like your old church, and you're going to get the same thing that you got the last time. We will quickly become your old church. And it has nothing to do what God is trying to do. It has everything to do with you, like Judas, not fully transitioning. Not fully converting. Are you listening? Now, again, I'm just going to talk with you. I don't know how long I'll be before you, but I want you to get this. Now, I'm reminded of a scripture in Isaiah 43. And the Message Bible says it very clearly uh, that will help us understand what the Bible is trying to uh, indicate to us. It's in Isaiah 43 and verse 18 and 19. And this is what it says. And I like this. Um, it says, forget about what happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be pre uh, Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? What he's saying here is, is that good things will eventually time out. You can do some things good for a long time. They will eventually... They will time out. What do I mean by they will time out? It will simply mean that the good that you're doing will eventually lose its place in your life for something brand new. Are you listening? And then God expects for you to recognize the new thing that he's doing. Most people will do good things even after they have timed out and they will never see anything wrong with them. But God does. Because when God does something new, he expects for us to transition, to fully convert, so we can move to another place, and that we can accomplish new things. And there's a lot of people right now that have no idea, bless their hearts, that they are still doing good things at the expense of new things. That'll preach right there. You need to take inventory and ask yourself, am I stuck in good things? Still trying to see new things. Now, because God said, he said, man, I'll make, I'll make a way in the, in, in, in the wilderness and, and, and I'll put rivers in the desert. God said, I'm about to do something that you haven't seen before. And if you stay with good things, you will never see them. Now, let me move on. Let's go to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel Chapter 16. Now.
here's the Lord talking to um, the prophet Samuel. And it's about, if, if you go back and remember, Samuel anointed Saul to be king. And Samuel obeyed the Lord when he did so. And he had the memory of knowing I did what God told me to do. But just as soon as God wanted to do a new thing, Samuel was stuck in the old thing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He was stuck in the old thing. Now listen to what he said. Verse 1, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Here, what we see is Samuel would, would, would rent his clothes. He would pray for Saul. He was looking for restitution. He was trying to, or reconciliation. He was trying to force the issue. Many of us do the same thing. We try to force the issue. We try to put a square peg in a round hole. When we realize that what God is doing is no longer working, we stay there and we are mourning because it's not working. We are mourning because it's not something that God is still involved in. And we try and we try and we pray and we try and we even go as far as to pray hard. <laughs> you hear people say that, pray hard. We don't need to pray hard. We just need to pray accurately. So this is where we find ourselves, praying hard, continuously, and in error. But God had moved on from Saul. And even the man of God, see, you can be saved and not know that God had moved on from your situation. Not you, your situation. Listen to what he said. Fill thine horn with oil and go. Fill thine horn with oil and go. Listen to this. Are you still living in the past over something that God has moved on? Are you still trying to make something happen that God is no longer involved in? He said, fill thy horn with oil. And you know what the oil represents, the anointing. There is a new anointing for the new thing. A new anointing for the new thing. But the Bible tells us you can't put new wine in an old wineskin because you will waste the oil. You will waste the anointing trying to put new wine in an old wineskin. God has a new anointing for the new thing he's trying to get you to do. And sometimes we don't have confidence in the new thing because we know it doesn't feel right with the old anointing. Are you listening? God is trying to get us to change, to convert. Look at someone and say, it's time to transition from something good to something new. 
I'm telling you, if you got that, you will be trying your best to recognize where God took the turn in the road. He said, and, and, I, and I like this. Let me, let me go back to this. He said, fill thine horn with oil and go. There's no need in looking for a new anointing if you're not going to go. If you don't let God do what he's trying to do, the anointing is not going to be there for what you are still doing. Fill thine horn with oil and go. Tell somebody the new anointing is for the new thing. And this is what he said. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. He said, go. I'm trying to send you to another place. How many of us got saved with Abraham and we're still at the same old place? God is trying to send you to another level. We are afraid of a new level. We are intimidated by a new level. We are sometimes terrified by the unknown of success or progress. But there will never be a new anointing for the old thing. Are you listening? Fill thine horn with oil and go. Let me give you a truth that you have to get. And you need to understand this and pass this on. If God has rejected it, you can't make it grow. Let that settle in right quick. If God has rejected it, no matter how good it was, if God has rejected it, you can't make it grow. Impossible. Impossible. Sweetheart, that brook has dried up. You are still there looking for a rain. When rain is in Zarephath, it's no longer in Cherith. When God does things, he does them in seasons. And when he tries to elevate you, change you, take you to another place, he's not trying to tell you to leave Christianity for, for Buddha. That's not what he's saying. Don't misread what I'm telling you. But there's a new place in God. A new place in Jehovah Jireh, the place that God has planted you. But it's boring because you're still waiting to see something new with an old anointing. Is your commitment where it needs to be to see the new thing? Is your dedication where it needs to be to see the new thing? Is your obedience where it needs to be to see the new thing? These are questions you need to ask yourself. Because God is not a man that he should lie. God speaks to your future. God speaks to your future. And if you don't allow the Spirit of God 
to grow you. You're going to miss out on him. You're going to miss out on a lot of good things that God is trying to transition you in. You might be in a place in your life where you are totally befuddled. You are totally clueless about what's next. But I'm telling you, there's only a certain amount of time you should stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But then there comes a time where he says, go. It's time for you to go. It's time for you to study your assignment. Study your mandate. Your assignment alone will provide for you if you will do it. Your assignment alone will provide your mate. Your assignment alone will provide the necessary funds for you to move to another place. Your assignment alone is full of mystery because your life is hid with Christ and God. And many of us never see it because we get to a place where it becomes difficult and we no longer go. We no longer move forward. We no longer keep pursuing God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we are content going back, thinking that God is going to return to this old place and provide us a new anointing for an old thing. The quickest way to see something new is to do something new. The quickest way to do to see something new is to learn something new. The quickest way to see something new is to obey something new. God is consistent. But sometimes we aren't. So listen. God is sharing with you instructions. God is speaking to you new directions. But if you don't put in the necessary work to see them, you will be frustrated. You will be, you, you will be fatigued. You will be weary. You will begin to say that this Christianity and this walk with God is boring. It doesn't provide. And then you will take up your own means to get out of life what you desire when God has already, excuse me, already given them to you. Please listen to what I'm saying. The word of God is incorruptible and it will not change. But guess who's supposed to change? We are. We are the ones that change. Look at someone and say, it's time for change. This is the reason why people make shipwreck. is because they will change their location without changing their mindset. And they will take that old mindset to a new location and repeat the same error. I'm, I'm going to close. I'm going to close. I know it hasn't been long. There's much more I could say, but why should I? What I've said so far is a tall task. 
tell God, show me where you want me to go in you, and I will go. Stop looking for a new location and look for a new level of maturity. Stop looking for a new location and look for a new level of obedience. It's us that needs to change, not necessarily our location. We need to change our mindset, how we think about things, how we think about God, how we think about our assignment, how we think about our marriage, how we think about our mate, how we think about our children. We are the ones that need to transition and fully convert. Otherwise, you'll be like Judas. You'll look back and see something shining in your past, and you will return for it. Don't go back and sit down because you've been challenged. Don't go back and sit down because it got difficult. Don't go back and sit down because you got confused. Don't go back and sit down because you saw a sparkle in your past, something shiny in your past, and you return for it. Because all that glitter is not gold. As a matter of fact, gold is pliable. And it might not, it might not glitter, but it's valuable. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Praise God. I hope what you heard today blessed you. I know it's not a long time. I think I did that the last time and I may have gone over. But I'm trying to be mindful. There are some new things in our future that God is showing me. Even about in person. Coming back together. And I want to make sure I hear God. But for all of you who claim the name of TRC, be prayerful and you won't be taken by surprise. We will continue to dialogue between us, but I'm telling you, God is doing a new thing. He said, will you recognize it? And I'm doing my best to hear his voice and to recognize what's good for those who has he has placed under my care. If you do what God is sharing with you, you will grow. And you will see new things in your life. So until then, whatever you do, whenever you do it, and however you do it, make sure you're not still doing the old thing, looking for a new anointing. And that's how you will keep it real.